0: The you by our friends of the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five-star review. Espo, hit us with it. We need it. The Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, New Orleans.
2: Suck it, Alvarado. Suck it, McCollum. Suck it, Ingram.
0: <laughs> Suck it, Willie Green. Okay. Let's go! <laughs> Willie Green might have been a little too far, but everything else, I absolutely agree with you. I think I just had an aneurysm. (laughs) Holy crap, let's do this. If you are anything like me, Espel, I am so glad this series is over. I am so glad this series is over. The Clutch Time Suns, they do it again. Defeating the New Orleans Pelicans, 115 to 109. Round one is done.
2: Yeah, look... You Do you get those flies in your backyard around this time yes, of year yes. that no matter what you do, no matter what you try to do, they're always there? Yes. They're pesky. They're annoying. They are just are the bane of your existence anytime you go in your backyard. That was the New Orleans Pelicans. You always had the feeling that you'd win the series, but you were just hoping you came out Fairly unscathed.
0: In one piece.
2: Yeah, and the Pelicans did everything they could to try to make it where the Suns didn't come out in one piece. They managed to do it. They get the win. They did, again, Phoenix Suns basketball. They came out, clutch time. They were down. They came and played well. Chris Paul did Chris Paul things. Mm -hmm. And this team, even Devin Booker came up in the clutch after not having a really good game. They came up and they won big. On to the next one. I am so Freaking excited for this team again! I'm looking forward to what's to come in round two, and I got my eyes on round three because that's either the Warriors or likely the uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. I got my eyes on that because uh, you know I'm not gonna overlook the next round. But God, this is going to be fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, there's people in the chats. There's people on Twitter who are saying, you know, low-key, this round may have been tougher than what we'll see in the second round. This Pelicans team, while short, you know, ninth in the NBA, rank-wise and all that kind of stuff, this team put up a hell of a fight. Mm -hmm. I will give them credit for that they put up a huge fight kudos to willie green for making it this far as a head coach of the pelicans like i believe he teared up a little bit there at the end of this game and that'll get you in the feels a little bit because you do want willie to have success i will say though Suck it, Pelicans, because I'm over it and I'm so glad this is over. But there is a little bit of like in the feels. Look, I want Willie to have success in
2: any series that doesn't involve the Suns. If I see Willie again yes. in the playoffs, <laughs> he can suck it again when they win. I, I look, I, I love me some Willie Green and what he did with that team. A lot of heart and fight in those guys and and kudos to them. I can say that now that it's over. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh but yeah, Willie did a great job there. Great things on the horizon for him, but the Suns have bigger things to worry about than Willie Green's tears right now.
0: I agree. Um, Willie, we're proud of you. We're happy for all the success that you've had thus far. Sorry that we had to be you, now No, though. I'm
2: not that sorry. If it was
0: anybody else, like I said, <laughs> anybody else, we'd be cheering you on, but not when it comes to the Suns. But you get that. You also He also said he, um, pregame, because they were asking about him and Chris Paul's relationship and how he's sharing everything he knows about CP with Alvarado. And he's like, but we're not friends right now. We're not texting. <laughs> so that explains why, uh, you know, it just is what it is. We're not texting right now.
2: We're, we're just not on good terms, all right? We've all been there with our best friend. Something said, something happened. Well, you know what? You hey, oh, know, CP3, Willie, <laughs> Monty, they they weren't friends the last six games. They can be friends again.
0: Now. Yeah. Shout out to Psycho Blue for the super chat. They said, hashtag, just one baby, the basketball gods are pleased, not just with our win, but with our performance. Game ruled. Now let's never speak of this series again. (laughs) Uh, Agreed, but we're going to talk about it for the next hour or so. So bear with us. It'll be good here.
2: But look, this is exactly, look, it's not easy, right? It It isn't easy in a first round a lot of times. This matchup was particularly tough due to the length that the Pelicans had there, you know, there, there's that young, dumb and hungry saying, you know, the Pelicans are young, dumb and hungry. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's mm-hmm. say that they, and, and in the good ways, I don't mean that as an insult, they just looked at this and said, we can beat them. Why yeah. not? And they played their hearts out. Luckily the Phoenix suns that we saw all season have figured out a way to come in. They, they made adjustments that were needed and they won. And now it's on to that next one. So, yeah, and by the way, we're the only all-city network with an NBA team left in the playoffs. So we gotta we gotta carry it for the whole for the whole group.
0: <laughs> this know. is very true. Um, you're welcome to come join us. Jump on the bandwagon. You're allowed to come hang. I do want to talk about uh, clutch time, Suns, and just kind of go over because I feel like that's where obviously it really sealed the deal for this team. And there were moments that were super stressful. But then there were moments that were really fun. And I think it all started, you know, you had a D.A. alley-oop, Book knocked down a three after, like you said, off the top of the show, kind of looking a little a little rusty out there, if you will. Mikhail had a steal for a jam and, of course, Chris Paul doing point-god things. And that was so much fun to watch.
2: That So you see the Chris Paul shot and you're like, no, you think it's a shot. You think, oh, the perfect game's over. Nope, it was an alley-oop to to DeAndre. Yeah. Great play by DeAndre. The Booker three, but the play of the entire fourth quarter, right, was when Mikael Bridges ripped that ball away, came down, and dunked it. That was epitomized everything that this Suns team's been. It's exactly why Mikhail Bridges should have been defensive player of the year. It was what the Suns needed at that exact moment. It was clutch basketball. That Easily one of my favorite moments of the year and one, and obviously my favorite moment of the series outside of Devin Booker fist-bumping a baby. That was pretty cool <laughs> now that we can laugh about it again. Yeah. Uh, so overall, look, this team does what it takes to win that stretch in the fourth in that clutch time with something special. That's where you look and you go, that's why this team is better than other teams. That's why they should continue to play well in these playoffs because nothing rattles them. You saw in that fourth quarter, the Pelicans got shook.
0: Mm -hmm. They started
2: committing offensive fouls. You know, they started losing their mind. Alvarado's trying to show his lip to every human being that'll look at it because Chris Paul gave him a little nudge and, uh, and he started whining about it. And it didn't matter. Like the, the Pelicans lost their composure. The Suns buckled down and did Phoenix Suns things. Yeah. This, this is a great sign. The last two games have been a great sign as to where this team is headed.
0: The Suns or the Pelicans? You're talking Suns, Suns right? Yeah. Because, but you could say you the same say- for the Pelicans, not to just give credit to the team that we just beat or anything, but you can see how this team, the difference is, is the Suns have been there before. They knew. How to handle some of those situations. And yeah, there were moments in this series where we were like, do they, do they know like do they remember that they've been here before? If so, please start acting like it. But I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, in those those crunch time moments like we saw today, when you were talking about the Pelicans losing their cool, the Suns were able to keep their cool. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they've been there before and the fact that they have guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker and Monty Williams leading this squad, being able to reel it in. Because in times that during this game, when Devin was on the bench getting more rest, you could see he was still involved. He was coaching from the yeah. sidelines, the same that he was in Game Five. They're all in. They're committed.
2: Yeah, and and look, there were some questions about Chris Paul, his age, what he had left in the tank at certain times in this uh, in this series. But but look, it, it just shows you how important Devin Booker and CP3 mm-hmm. are to this team. How they have to work in concert. That one without the other isn't as special. And that's why, even though Devin Booker wasn't at his peak tonight, he allowed Chris Paul to do the kind of things that he was able to do, to go perfect from the field, because his presence had a gravity to it. Yeah. It pulled the defense away. It kept them honest. Chris Paul was able to get better looks because Devin Booker was there. And at times in this series, Chris Paul couldn't get those looks or was overtaxed because he had to be the guy, and it didn't work. But Mm -hmm. when they're at full strength, even if they're at 85%, which I think they were tonight, I don't think Book was quite there yet. They're a damn, damn good basketball team, and – the best team in the league, like we've talked about all year long. That's the secret sauce we saw tonight. This Chris Paul coming up big yet again.
0: Yes. And let's talk more about Chris Paul. But first, Espo, take us to the bar. Let's get some drinks. Let's go to the bar. Maybe. There we go.
2: Uh, originally, it was going to be uh, Willie Green's tears, but we thought that might be a little bit mean. <laughs> Just a so, smidge. So we went with an adios Sam Effer. I'm not going to actually say it. (laughs) Adios. Hey, you know what? Adios, motherfucker. That's what you get. You get one tonight, uh, and it's because the Pelicans are out, and that is one strong drink, and we all needed a stiff drink after a hard-fought series.
0: Yes, and you know what? We're going to go ahead and name Chris Paul our draft king, king of the game, because Chris Paul was the one who did the heavy lifting, not just tonight but in this series. And yes, credit to some of the other guys like DeAndre Ayton. But right now we're talking about Chris Paul, okay? Chris Paul finished with a season-high 33 points. He had eight assists, five rebounds. Oh, and did I mention he was perfect from the field? 14 of 14. 33 points perfect from the field
2: our point god is an awesome point god he reigns from mid-range and above with wisdom power and defense <laughs> like a glove our point god is an awesome god he deserved the full thing tonight
0: yeah, i was con- is that off the top of your head or did you have to go look at the lyrics no, to remember that
2: was, it a no that was yeah. off the top of my head
0: that was so. awesome i love yeah. that it it was just so incredible to watch chris paul have this type of game at this point in his career when the team needed it the most i saw a lot of people tweeting about this being like a legacy type of game for chris paul
2: oh definitely if if they finish the job this year that people will look back mm-hmm. and go that was that was the crowning achievement uh, having that kind of game to close out a team winning a title that will kind of solidify chris chris paul's you know this whole series solidifies the lore of chris paul in a lot of mine especially doing it at 37 i mean I, you know 36 37 I, I had a tough enough time getting out of bed uh, <laughs> at that age he's going out there and doing it at at a uh, at a high level and look my favorite play wasn't even one that scored him a basket tonight
0: mine too it
2: was It was, uh, we'll we'll talk about it in screenshots, but he, uh, he got a little revenge and that was probably my, uh, my favorite of the, of the game.
0: I mean, honestly, he got quite a bit of revenge tonight. Not only did, not only did he beat you at home and kick you out of the playoffs, he showed you some robes. He gave you a few welcome to the NBA moments. He gave you a little bit of nobody makes me bleed my own blood kind of moment. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying?
2: He he also unfortunately didn't get a rip through though. That no, was what I was hoping for the, late.
0: That would have been the ultimate uh, moment for Chris Paul tonight's game in tonight's game but would have
2: been would have been the capstone
0: Yes. Uh, Colin, thank you for the shout out. If you have a comment, please drop it below and we will read it. Or I mean, the super chat. There's a couple more things that we have to highlight for Chris Paul, though. So quite a few, actually. Yes. And we'll start um, Run through the accolades. I literally. know, right? So the NBA tweeted out tonight that Chris Paul is the first player in the last 25 seasons to start a playoff game with 13 consecutive makes. I don't know. He finished with 14 consecutive so i don't know where that ranks on uh the list there but that was a huge one for chris paul and then uh Kirk goldsberry of espn said chris paul has broken the nba playoff record for most shot attempts without a miss and that was at 13 so finishing 14 he got a little bit of a uh, little bit of wiggle room there too yeah,
2: tnt said it was it- as far back as 1997 apparently they didn't have stats before 1997 on perfect <laughs> shooting I don't know uh, or not easily accessible but as of uh, as far back as that I'm gonna go as far to say as Kingsbury uh, Kingsbury's probably right, as probably all-time. That was an insane performance in a closeout game.
0: It it really was. And then there's another one. Another, another one? Another one.
2: Another one. So
0: NBA Twitter, or NBA on Twitter, also tweeted out, congratulations to Chris Paul for moving up to sixth on the all-time playoffs assist list. He's in some really good company. Uh, you want to guess the five ahead of him? Uh, Magic. Yep.
2: Uh kid. Yep. Nash? Mm-mm. No, no Nash.
0: Nash is is he's Chris Paul is six, Nash is nine.
2: Tony Parker.
0: Yep, he's five.
3: I got nobody else here. LeBron the, uh, and, John and John Stockton. Stockton. Yeah. No, he should have just turned. <laughs> I know. And look, I was really going to cool. say, I wasn't prepared for you to ask him to guess. Sean's over so here like, it up, I got you. I was just Espo. like, I, like, I should have just look? went,
0: Yeah, I can tell you exactly.
2: And just rattled <laughs> it off there.
0: So that's some really good company for Chris Paul. I, I really love seeing him get more awards and more accolades the later in his season because those are things that just add to his legacy. And oh, if. Yeah. And if um, I'm hoping just it's like a snowball effect, right? Just keep grabbing more and more and more until it's at the bottom of the mountain and just this massive hill that ends with something shiny. Yeah, you know but some I'm people saying?
2: still think Bob Cousy's a better point guard. <laughs> look, well? Chris Paul is a top five all-time point, go- mm-hmm. God, point guard. He's the only point guard, but the all-time point guard, uh, top five all-time. And look, he's going to move up that list if they can figure out how to finish this. Yeah. That's the one thing missing from his legacy, and if they get there, that will solidify him probably as a top three when you look at it, when it's all said and done and what he's been able to accomplish. Chris Paul is next-worldly, and it's pretty amazing because uh, just four years ago we were dealing with you know, G League level point guard play in Phoenix and 19 wins. Mm -hmm. Now we're dealing again in this franchise with an all-time great after having seen Kevin Johnson, Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, all play the point guard here. Now we get to see and enjoy Chris Paul. Pretty damn amazing.
0: Yeah. I'm just really glad that we have been able to witness and watch Chris Paul on a nightly basis. Like it's one thing to appreciate greatness, um, throughout the NBA, somebody who's not on your team, but getting to appreciate greatness of somebody who is on your team that you're watching the intricacies of, you get to know them as a person and a human and as a teammate. There's just something really special about that. And I'm just really glad that we have been able to have Chris Paul on this son's team and just have such a fun time with it as well. And grateful for all the other guys, but of course it'll just be more special the later on in their career. It's one of those things where I feel like sometimes with the younger guys, it's the same response for us as they give us when we ask them about milestones or anything. Right now, it's just like we're enjoying the moment and you don't really take it all in until it gets to the later parts of your career is when you really start to sit down and reflect back on things.
2: Yeah. And I think Chris has done a great job of also understanding how he could be better later in his career, not just on the court, but with his teammates, mm-hmm. and that goes a long way because this really feels like a, a brotherhood here. A, you know, a, a group of guys that are fighting for one another, and uh, and that speaks volumes because he hasn't always been known as a guy that's real great with his teammates, riding yeah. very hard, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not as encouraging as as some would like. This team has has kind of galvanized around him and around Devin Booker and and that speaks volumes to Chris understanding how to get better in his career how to be a better player and tonight was the epitome of that I mean great from the floor got his teammates involved did what they needed to get the win uh this was this was everything this was a complete uh you know kind of kind of game from Chris but His teammates were there and picked up the slack along the way as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Shout out to Chris Paul once again, our DraftKings king king of the game. And guys, if you want to get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, this week there's a really great deal for you to snag. So new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You're going to win no matter what. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back. If one leg does not hit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use promo code PHNX. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NBA. Just a reminder, 21 and older only, Arizona only, gambling problem, One 100 next step, new customers only, minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right, well, let's do a few um, super chats here. We got super chats? We did. Super chats! Colin hit us with a super chat early on in the show, but forgot to add the comment, and then they were able to get in their question a little bit later, though. Colin said, but who do we want next, Mavs or Jazz?
2: I don't care. Either way, uh, this is... uh, the Suns team's got enough uh, to compete against them. I probably like the matchup slightly more against the Mavs because it gives DeAndre Ayton a bit of an advantage. He doesn't have to go against Rudy Gobert mm-hmm. for you know X number of games after having to go against Jonas Valanciunas uh, and, and the banging and, and all the rebounding issues that were faced there. So I probably would say the Mavs. But, look, what I'm rooting for right now is for the Jazz to win tonight. Agreed. Go to seven games. Tire both of those teams out, and uh, and let the Suns get rest till Monday because Monday will be the first game of the next series.
0: Yeah, I think that's the most important thing here is uh, extend this series as long as possible to give the Suns a little bit more rest. Specifically, yep. Devin and Chris Paul because Chris Paul had to do a lot of really big things at his age to get this series wrapped up, and then Devin, of course, just the more time you can give that guy to rest and heal up, the better. It's going to be down the line. I am glad that he played tonight, though, because it allowed him to get a little bit of rhythm. It allowed Mm -hmm. him to test it out a little bit more. They did keep his minutes sort of low. I mean, he finished with 32. He usually has, what, like 38, something like that?
2: Look, the difference was they didn't start him out of the second half. And all of us thought, oh, did Booker hurt himself? I was a little concerned. It appeared to be that was how Monty was going to limit those minutes was he was going to keep him out uh, coming out of the half mm-hmm. and then let him ride it out in the clutch. So that's the way he evened out the minutes, kept him around you know, the, the low 30s like we talked about in pregame. So this gets him the rhythm. It gets him prepared for game one uh, in the next series, but he also gets time to rest and rehab between now and Monday, yeah. which is huge.
0: What did you think about Devin's performance tonight in his first game back?
2: kind of what I expected. The guy Mm -hmm. was out with a hamstring issue. Didn't sound like he got a lot of work in uh, during practices and stuff. So it's going to take a little while to get that rhythm. You saw him hit a couple big shots in the fourth. Uh, I think you'll see a much different Devin Booker in Game 1 of Round 2. And he'll come out and he'll be locked in. There's some fear too, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, as much as these guys like to act like they're tough and that there's no fear in that, the thought of re-injury has got to be in the back of your mind too initially. So you're, you're trying to pace yourself, those kind of things, but it'll get back in a rhythm. I don't think there'll be an issue. And I think this gave them an emotional boost tonight, which I think was the biggest uh, factor that they were trying to go for. Yeah.
0: I also wonder too, if, if Monty keeping Devin out um, at the start of the third, maybe messed up with the Pelicans head a little bit too. If we were wondering, Oh shoot, did Devin get hurt again? Is something up? Maybe they were wondering the same thing to see if they would even see more of Devin yeah, in this game. But
2: I, maybe I, not? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that there I, I was mind games at that point. Maybe a little. Maybe Monty thought that's one way to keep him off balance and it'll get Devin his minutes, uh, his rest. But, you know, I don't think they were quite playing the 3D chess like that tonight. Yeah. I don't, I don't
0: maybe care. I'm giving them a little too much, like... <laughs> Like, how many mind games are you all playing? The wasted uh, or Wasteland Wanderer said, All but one of book shots in the first half were forced by the shot clock. Just not good looks because we weren't moving the ball that well. He hit big shots. The rest will come back. I honestly am not overly concerned about Devin. I do agree with them, though, with this comment that some of the shots in the first, they looked – they looked forced. They weren't exactly within a rhythm that we normally see Devin taking shots. But those are all irrelevant to me now <clears throat> because we saw him knock down shots in the fourth quarter that really mattered. And yes, there was an airball in there too at one point. But whatever, we're just gonna forget that ever happened.
2: Yeah, if there's a Jake Crowder had an airball, like, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not worried about Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Like this was, this was a get get your rhythm, give the guys. Some hype, uh, and and that was that was what was important, right? That that's what mattered, not anything else. So uh, they got the win. Devin Booker got got his run in. Didn't re injure himself.
0: Yeah, and, and that's the most important. And that's, part that's of all
2: this. that matters. Get on to the next one is 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 what they what they say. So,
0: so Colin, thank you for the second super chat. They finally figured out the comment thing. Whoa. Congrats. <laughs> that's what he said. Not me. I'm not being a jerk. But second <laughs> question for us: True or false? We needed book to win this game. We posted a poll on Twitter asking um, all of the PHNX listeners and supporters. If they thought we needed Book to win this game before the game. This was before Devin, the news of Devin being able to play even came out. Yeah. And it was majority no. I think it was 79% voted no. 73. Okay.
2: Look, I I don't think they needed him. Was it nice to have him out there? Uh, You know, I I think it was nice to have him out there. But you look at the way Cam Johnson played tonight, and I think they could have pulled this out without Devin Booker, but his presence, like I said earlier, made it easier on CP3, which is huge. So, mm-hmm. so you know what, I don't care. They had him, and uh, <laughs> they, they won, and in the end, that's the only thing that matters. All the hypotheticals in the world are fun, but in the end, they got the W in part because Devin Booker was out there tonight.
0: Yeah, I don't think they needed him. I do think it helped a small amount, depending on... And in, in different ways, but I don't think that they absolutely needed him. Espo, did you see what I saw on Twitter? Yeah, and I just
2: sent it to Sean so everybody would be able to oh see it here. Oh my gosh, you this guys, I'm so excited for you. This, this may be my favorite moment of the playoffs so <laughs> I far. I agree. And it comes from a guy that, uh, you know, it doesn't shock me that he's, uh, that he's the guy pulling this off here. Uh, Jay Crowder uh, wearing the. FJ Crowder shirt that the yep. fans in New Orleans were wearing tonight. Jay Crowder is a legend, damn it! You got Salsa Jay, you got Jay wearing an F himself shirt. I like I just, this. I love Jay Crowder so damn much. Even though he didn't hit his shots in this series as much as we'd like, the dude is the swagger that you need. There's a reason he is called Boss Man '99, and that's because he's all business. All all right, baby, and that's
0: more proof of it. I love Jay Crowder. I do too. Okay, so in case you missed this pregame, let me break this down for you. So we all know the FJ Crowder, FJ Crowder, chance the what? FJ Crowder, okay, chance. Thank you. Sorry, a little bit of a tongue twister there.
3: What, what does F stand for?
0: I don't know. I ask Espe. Uh, I, what?
2: Huh? What? What
0: huh? does it stand uh, for?
2: It stands for the word that Lindsay won't say.
0: You guys are ridiculous. I say it with a PH,
2: so it's not the same it thing. It doesn't count. Fuck. All right. That's that what word, it that says. Word. Yes, that word.
0: Um, so.
2: <laughs> you forgot where you were going, did. didn't you? So
0: we saw, we heard those chants. I believe it was what, game four?
2: Uh, yes.
0: Game four, we heard those chants. Well, today, a few fans decided to show up with some F.J. Crowder shirts. And they wanted to go chat with Jared Jack and they were like trying to shake his hand and be all like buddy, buddy. And he said, yeah, absolutely not. But then he went back up to him a little bit later and was like, hey, let me get one of those shirts. Because it seemed like our friend Devin Booker really wanted one of those shirts (laughs) because that's who he handed it off to. Pregame. And Devin's over there smirking, smiling, looking like he's having a good time. Oh, yeah. And Esmo and I said, pregame, I guarantee you somebody is going to come out postgame if the Suns win wearing that shirt. And our our wish came true. Jay Crowder is wearing that shirt. We said it would be Booker J postgame.
2: And Jay did it. And I love that. I love when somebody can say, you know what? You think you got me. You think this is some insult to me. No, I'll wear it. And I'll wear it proudly. Oh you know, it, I I love it.
0: It was, gosh, that's so good. That is so good. Do you think we can make a shirt that says that?
2: I don't know. I don't know if we can have Jay Crowder's name on it, but well, apparently Mego
0: in the comments said you could do F. dot J. dot Crowder.
2: We could, and and I then it's a little bit different.
0: You could probably get away with it. I I'm, don't know. I'm
2: hearing a rumor somebody else might be wearing this same shirt at post game, and I'm. Frantically trying to find, uh, trying to find the picture here. Oh
0: my uh,
2: god! I think it was the other gentleman that we guessed would wear it post game. Yes, it is. And is I will, he wearing uh, it? I will provide that picture to the man behind the Mac, Sean De Here, this is thrilling for people listening on the audio. To this, I'm sure. Well, listen, but- this
0: happens sometimes when you're just doing things right after the show. You're sharing information live as it comes through. We,
2: um, uh, we said that these two guys would do it. We and, did, and they're doing it. I just—we've got the other photo now, and I, Devin Booker makes it look cooler, though. I'm not gonna lie. Devin you Booker's, think so? Devin Booker's look with it on uh, is is slightly cooler than Jay's, but uh, you know what? God, these this team. I love I love this team. Their attitude, the swagger—it is freaking spectacular. Oh my gosh, I see it now. It's spectacular. Sean, do we have that image? All that right. is
0: so funny. I think one of my favorite things about this is Gerald was tweeting out that everyone was kind of, you know, obviously everyone in the media room is giggling, laughing a little bit at what Jay Crowder showed up in, and he he turned and asked them smirkingly, "What's so funny? <laughs> like, what y'all laughing I love at?" That.
2: There we go. Devin Booker wearing the same shirt. He's he's got it slightly hidden under the jacket, but everybody knows what that that bad boy says. I love this team. This is so great. The low key, you know what? Screw (laughs) you guys! Oh my gosh! But they wait, right? All these other teams, you know, get chirpy, do all these things before a series is over. This Suns team knows when it's over. That's when you can talk. Yeah, and they do it, and they do it to perfection.
0: I agree. All right, uh, let's give a little bit of love to some other guys who really stepped up big in this series and helped. The Suns put this one away. DeAndre in and Mikel Bridges, I feel like, deserve a lot of flowers amongst a lot of other players on this yes. team. But those two specifically, I feel like, stood out the most, had really big moments in big games when the Suns needed them the most. And tonight, Mikkel finished with 22, no, 18 points and two steals. He also had two assists and three rebounds. DA finished with 22 points, four assists, and seven rebounds. And a block as well. And shout out to those guys. They deserve their flowers because there were multiple games where if D.A. hadn't played the way that he played in the first half, first three quarters, the Suns wouldn't have even been in these games for a guy like Chris Paul to close it out. Mikel Bridges in game five was phenomenal on both sides, like phenomenal.
2: One of the best performances of all time, two-way performances yeah. in the playoffs.
0: Absolutely. So just wanted to, I didn't want to gloss over them too much tonight because they do deserve their credit. Well, look,
2: to me, this series is is a loss if you don't have DeAndre Ayton and what he was able to do. Mm-hmm. He put this team on his shoulder shoulders offensively each and every one of these games. Kept them within shouting distance, so Chris Paul could do what he does, and Mikhail Bridges. Without his defense, without him stepping up offensively, this this is a, a much rougher series. You're looking at seven, or you're bounced. Uh, you know, because they both stepped up with Devin Booker out. Because we'd always heard, oh, it's one of those two guys is the is the third guy of the big three, right? Well, they had to be two and three. Of the big three that beat the Pelicans with Devin Booker out, they stepped up in a big way. Let's just say it. Mikael is underpaid, Mm -hmm. and DeAndre Ayton's about to get paid a whole hell of a lot of money this year. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And Cam Johnson, I'm really interested in seeing how far or how, how well the rest of the playoffs go for him because I know I've seen a lot of people question, you know, a couple of these games have been, man, is Cam gonna get his bag this offseason? The way that it's looking, it's not great. And then there's a couple times where they're like, okay, Cam, I see you. You might be able to get your bag still. <laughs> I'm very curious to see what the rest of these playoffs look like for Cam Johnson.
2: Yeah, it, it might be a lighter bag, but if he got the same deal Mikhail got at around ninety, I think Cam's happy with that.
0: hmm I, I think, think the Suns
2: so. can live with that too. Look, but I don't care. There is a lot more basketball to be played before we're talking about salary cap and CBA and off season moves. Yeah. The goal is still out there. 12 more to go. And then the Larry O'Brien can call Phoenix home. 12 more wins. You got the first four. You got them the hard way. Now it's time to move on.
0: So we got a couple more super chats from Eric and Ray Blaine. Eric, thank you. They said there are no basketball gods. I was never worried. Um, Knock on wood. Not a retweet. Just reading what's on the paper. Going forward, let's act like we've been there before. Not freak out over a loss or two. Okay, thanks. Sidebar, Ellis Smith for governor. Suck it, career politicians. Listen, if Derek gets to be mayor of PHNX, I don't mind being governor of PHNX. You can be
2: governor of PHNX, but let me make one thing very clear. There are basketball gods. <laughs> they respect the crystals that we use to cleanse this place, and they hate it when I insult them in a pregame show. It will never happen again. We believe in you, basketball gods, regardless of what the commenter said.
0: Uh, Yeah, so shout out to Leah's crystals. Leah's, Leah's crystals, crystals changed the, the whole thing. Yep. So, thank yeah. you, Leah. We appreciate you for that.
2: We, we're going to do Sage at some point if it goes bad. <laughs> too. We'll, we'll do the whole thing.
0: And then mean. Ray Blaine said, as Ayton says, you talk smack, we slap your team straight villains.
2: We slapped That's them straight facts. out
0: of the playoffs. That is facts. Um, all right, Espo. Anything else that stood out to you from this series overall? Are you concerned? I've seen a few people in the comments that have said, yeah, we won. Cool. I'm still worried.
2: Worried about what is my question? Worried look,
0: that what we saw from this team earlier on in the series is what we're going to continue to see throughout the playoffs. This
2: was a particularly bad matchup that came without Devin Booker, uh, you know, as uh, as part of your roster for part of it due to injury. I'm not that concerned, to be honest, when you look at it. The rebounding stuff, yeah, that was problematic, but this also was a very long team, a very big team that could go double centers. When you look at it, you know you look at the Warriors, who's a potential matchup, not really the biggest of teams. Their death lineup doesn't scare me because I think DeAndre Ayton can eat that up and can switch to play defense as well. Uh, you look at the Mavs, not really the biggest of teams. The Jazz might worry me on the rebounding, but I don't think they have enough elsewhere to, to cause the problems like the Pelicans did. I think this was just the case of a bad matchup with your best player. Mm-hmm.
0: Josh said Pelicans are just a very tough matchup. We don't have these issues normally. Remember the regular season. Charles Charles said we needed this wake-up call. And uh, a few other people are basically saying similar things, like the Pelicans yeah. were just a really ma- bad matchup. Going forward, we shouldn't have this same type of, of uh performance from the suns at least not on this level
2: oh look you all uh, people just dis- discount how important willie green was in that in this series yeah willie green literally was in the building knew everything all right so sorry i was about to saw and i, and I was
0: everywhere. gonna sneeze
2: everywhere <laughs> uh, but look uh it do not sound that weird just so you're aware <laughs> i
0: know yours uh, are like uh, silent yeah, they're
2: silent. But uh, look, Willie Green was in the building, knew the plays, knew the players, knew intimately how Chris Paul didn't like to be defended. Mm-hmm. All these things that led to them being able to adjust and play very well against the Suns. But it wasn't enough, right? And I don't think that this is a blueprint that all other teams can can follow. This is a very specific team with a lot of long, defenders, young guys with a lot of energy that are willing to to be pesky. I just don't see that happening in subsequent series, right? Yeah. If you look at the Mavs, you've got Luka that you're going to have to worry about, but Luka uh, has played horribly against the Suns since he and DA were drafted. Mikhail Bridge is a big part of that, being able to play him strongly defensively. Uh, the Jazz seem to be this weird hit-or-miss team right now. There we'll have plenty. Of, well, we won't have plenty of time. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow at two p.m. when we do our live show. But I'm not overly concerned right now. Yeah. Let's get into round two. Let's see a few games from this team, and I think all of our fears will be uh, will be eased at that point.
0: And listen, we have to remember, like it's the playoffs now. This is not the regular season. I know we got really spoiled in the regular season with not having to deal with very many losses. The Suns may lose a game or two here and there throughout these playoff series. That's natural. Yes. We can't. We can't. You weren't going We can perfect. be upset. We can be upset. But we also have to have a little bit of of calm and just uh, be a little bit realistic, I guess, maybe in the oh, sense yeah. of of like Gerald likes to say which is something I always point back to the law of averages. Uh-huh. This year's average is a lot higher of a win perspective than a loss. So our average isn't looking great, okay? Well, and
2: those Spurs teams that uh, people like to compare this to the the 2014 team that won, they went uh they went what was it? Uh, to 7 games in the first round before they started reaching their peak. I'm not really really worried about where they're headed they've got the potential to do this Mm -hmm. so
0: all right just an update for you guys Gerald is getting ready to join us he's got he got to talk with Monty and a few of the players so he's gonna have a lot of insight to bring to us he's literally setting up so we're talking like two three minutes so anything else that stood out to you from the series or tonight's (sighs) game
2: i hate alvarado
0: can i just say that like
2: people are like oh if he's on your team he's like no no i wouldn't love him i would not love some guy that looks like a cosplay pirates of the caribbean character that is annoying as all hell i would not like that on my team thank you very much I mean, I may I may make F Jose Alvarado shirts to wear in round two just because I dislike him that much. <laughs> OK, I won't. But geez, that guy annoyed the hell out of me. Yeah. For for six straight games every freaking time. Like Herb Jones, that's a guy maybe I'd like him on my team. Right. Even though he was a little sketchy at times. But freaking Alvarado, not a damn chance. That guy annoying. Very, very freaking annoying.
0: I mean yeah, he's annoying, but if he was on my team, I think no, I would like him.
2: I would I would find him just as annoying. You him and Grayson like Allen.
0: Grayson and and Allen is a totally no, different situation. And, and him and
2: Grayson Allen, if they ever wound up on a son's in a son's uniform, I'd have some damn problems rooting for either of those
0: Grace guys. Grayson Allen is totally different than Alvarado. No. Alvarado is just Grayson Allen with a red headband. Do you think? Yes. You think he's that dirty? Dirty. That dirty. Dirty though?
3: punk. I have to disagree with you. You shut up, Sean. He, he was. He went to my <laughs> Grace and Ellen went to my rival undergrad. He went to uh-huh. Duke. I went to Syracuse. Um, I saw him a lot. He was a legitimately like kicks people while they're down. Yeah. Like, Did you guys guy. not
2: watch Alvarado
0: this series? Yes.
3: Alvarado's just a little rat. He's, he's annoying. Exactly. A little dirty, maybe, but. Grayson Allen's is one of the dirtiest athletes I've ever seen.
0: Grayson Allen is like, I'm trying to end your career. That's how I feel when I see Grayson Allen. But either way, yes, Alvarado is a pest. He's annoying. Um, but it was fun to see Chris Paul get a little bit of his revenge tonight on him. And um, I found the little complaining to the camera when he got elbowed, took an elbow to the lip. That was so funny to me because we know that – Like, we already know, all these players know exactly where the cameras are. They flex at them. They scream at them all the time after a big play. That is the first time I think I've ever seen a player in NBA history complain straight to a camera. It wasn't just to the camera. He
2: went to the ref. (laughs) He went to the scorer's table. He went to his coach. He showed Monty. He showed the camera. I know. Nobody (laughs) gives a shit, (laughs) Alvarado, that your lip's bleeding. (laughs) The yeah, little but, whiner.
0: But going to the camera for that, it just made me laugh. Like I, I get it. Like, yeah, it sucks. You're bleeding. You definitely took an elbow to the face. But that was so funny. It made me
2: legit want to go break the TV. <laughs> that was that was so annoying.
0: Uh, well, guess what, <sighs> that else, gets out of my guess. Guess what? You know who's not annoying? Gerald Borgay. That's right.
2: Girthlings, your leader has arrived. <laughs> Gerald, how are you, my friend?
0: Oh, say that one more time.
1: Doing great. How are you guys?
0: (laughs) We're we're doing good, Gerald. We're feeling so much better. We're happy the series is finally over. We're happy to have had Devin back in this game. Uh, You got to talk with Monty. What did he say about this game and the series overall?
1: Yeah, I think there's a lot of mutual respect, first and foremost, between the Suns and the Pelicans. Um, You know, obviously, you saw after the game, Willie Green, going up to Monty, Chris Paul, you know, it was a kind of a tearful hello slash goodbye to the series. Um, just how hard these two teams fought and, and Monty was saying, you know, he was paying a lot of respect to their young guys, what they were able to do um, to Brandon Ingram, who he called a superstar and just the way that they fought and scrapped in this series. Um, you know, this is a team that's not going anywhere. They're young and, and they've got a bright future ahead of them. So You know, everybody, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder had complimentary things to say about them. Um, But the biggest thing was at halftime, Monty Williams said he kind of called guys up, not, you know, he always says call guys up, not out. But he said it was a little more personal this time in, in terms of having things to say to guys and saying, you know what, like they're playing harder than us right now. That has to change in the second half. And I think we saw that in the third quarter, the Suns won their first third quarter of the series tonight. Uh, they won it by seven points and, and turned that 10 point halftime deficit where it already felt like they were in the danger zone to a three point deficit, which is a lot more manageable, especially when you have one of the best fourth quarter teams in the NBA.
2: Yeah, TNT's Mike's actually caught him on the sideline basically saying, okay, they woke us up. Now this is our turn. This is our turn to win this. So he was pretty adamant. You could see on the sidelines. Uh, what What did he think was the key tonight? What swung this thing in favor uh, of his team tonight?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was that third quarter. That was the biggest thing. And, um, you know, he mentioned, again, not taking for granted what Chris Paul does. But Chris Paul said he went to Monty around halftime and told him, I need to be more aggressive. I'm going to be more aggressive because he felt like the opening was there. uh, And he just kept shooting and he did not miss any of them. So uh, that seemed to be a pretty good formula. Um, You know, we've we've heard a couple of times in this series where Jamal Crawford told him to be aggressive. Devin Booker told him to be aggressive. Apparently tonight he told himself to be aggressive and called his own shot.
0: So, I want to talk about Devin first and foremost. I mean, I know that you asked him how he felt out there. So can you share that with us? And then give us your thoughts on what you thought about Devin's performance as
1: well. Yeah, I think in the first half, it looked like he didn't have as much of his full burst. You could see that, you know, a couple of times, some of the shots that he was getting were end of shot clock threes that, you know, he had to put those shots up. But for the most part in the first half, it did kind of feel like, not that he was settling, but it felt like he wasn't in his normal groove. And that's going to happen when you're out for, I think it was nine days he was. Um, but I think in the second half, and especially with Monty's decision to, you know, bring him off the bench and kind of save his minutes for down the stretch. Uh, that was a decision that Monty said they, all, they almost got in a fist fight over. Uh, he was joking, <laughs> but Book, Book obviously wanted to be out there. But that decision to spare him some of those earlier minutes and save him for the end really paid off. He hit a couple of those tough pull up jumpers and then that three where he was inexplicably wide open. Book even said he was kind of surprised he was that wide open on that three. Um, But it really did save his legs and I think we'll see how he responds to it. He said he's feeling good and it was all about just kind of managing his progression back, um, trusting his body, testing it out yesterday. He said he tested it out and it felt great and he was ready to go in this one. So. It's one of those things where we're going to definitely keep an eye on it. But by closing out tonight, and then if Utah can win, you know that prolongs how many days of rest they get. Monty said they're definitely going to be in the gym more than we would expect them to be, um, given that this is just the first round. But it does help manage Devin Booker's workload heading into the second round series.
2: Gerald, did you get one of those sweet, sweet shirts that were out there tonight? I
1: know. <laughs>
0: did you? <laughs>
1: So I did not. But Jay Crowder and Devin Booker were both rocking them in their postgame interviews. You just knew as soon as because I saw it happen from the sideline, you know, these two fans wearing the fuck Jay Crowder shirts walk by and we got pictures of them. And then they walk by the players thinking they're funny. And they go, you know, they go, what do you all think of our shirts? And Jarrett Jack was like, I'm not shaking your hand while you're wearing those shirts. And JaVale McGee had some choice words for them as well. Um, and then I looked over to the sideline and books coming out for warm or is about to leave his pregame routine. And he kind of is talking to Jarrett Jack and he points and Jarrett Jack goes around behind the bench and he finds this stash of shirts because apparently they brought extras. So he found the stash of shirts, gave book one and book smiling the whole time. He walks back to the locker room. So, you know, they had those prepped and ready to go. Um, you know, I saw a lot of Pelicans fans like, wow, the number one seed needs bulletin board material for the eight seed. And I, I just, you know, okay, first of all, Monty said it best in the post game. That is not your typical eight seed. And second of all, it's not, you, they don't need bulletin board material. They just got provided with it. And so it was funny to see them with the W rocking those shirts. And, and Jay Crowder said he's embracing it, even though he has to explain to his daughter uh, the kind of finer workings of that sort of just. Six,
0: just tell her it's flowers. The F stands for flowers <laughs> for Jay Crowder.
1: Oh, we'll yeah. see. She already she already heard the chant on TV. And she, oh, well I
0: see. Oops.
1: Yeah. Sorry. So he had to explain that, which wasn't wasn't fun for him. Right. But
2: I'm tell sure. Him, tell him if you need some extra help on explaining that. I have I have experience with that on <laughs> on this show explaining it to my young one as well.
0: That's so, funny. So
2: so you're saying Jarrett Jack went and stole shirts, is what you're saying, <laughs> or did he did he ask for them? <laughs>
1: Well, so they were just sitting there behind the kind of <laughs> scores table slash the first three rows or whatever. There was just a stash of them sitting there from what it looked like. Oh. Um, I don't know if they belonged to those two fans or if they belong to somebody else, but they mm. were just sitting there. So did the
2: team yeah. fund these shirts, Gerald? Is that what we're wonder- wondering now?
1: I don't I don't think there was enough of them for that. But (laughs) yeah, they uh,
0: I would be so shocked. I would do. I would be so shocked. How did a box of these
2: shirts just wind up behind the scores? I need an investigative report, Gerald. I need you to get to the bottom of this.
1: There were, only, I'll have to go back and review the audio from postgame, but it sounded like there were only like eight to 10 of them sitting there or whatever it was. And okay. I think I remember the fans saying, yeah, oh, we brought extras or something. So, okay, okay.
2: fine. We'll allow it.
1: But yeah. I still think there's
2: a conspiracy there somewhere.
1: Agreed.
2: So, so Jay comes out in this shirt. What did he have to say about the series? Not just the shirt.
1: Yeah, he, he paid his respects to the Pelicans as well, said it was a hard fought series and Um, you know, he felt like it was good for them to be able to get this type of win, give themselves some extra days, uh, before the next series starts. And, uh, this was something that Monty brought up as well. You know, it's in the NBA now, you're not really going to get by with an easy eight seed matchup anymore, especially with the play in games. Um, you know, giving teams momentum when they come into the postseason. Uh, he felt like, I think he said, you can't go into the first round without your left hand up to, to you know, check some of those jabs because teams are going to throw them. This isn't your typical eight seed, especially after the CJ McCollum trade and and just the way that this team was playing. So it was kind of good for them to get tested in this way. Obviously Suns fans would have preferred a sweep and no Devin Booker hamstring injury, but it really put them through the ringer in the first round because heading into halftime, you know, it felt like we were headed for game seven and in a game seven, you never know what can happen, but they were able to pull it out. They rose to meet the challenge. and Now they have some very specific areas of, for improvement heading into the second round series. Um, but it's good that they still have that resilience and that ability to execute down the stretch in a tight game on the road.
2: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Since you'll be traveling tomorrow when we do our show. Who do you hope to see in round two for the Suns? What do you think is the best possible matchup for this team?
1: I mean, before a couple of weeks ago, I would have said Dallas just because of the way that, you know, Utah has seemed like a tougher team and the Suns have fared very well in that matchup. But the way that Utah defends, the Suns would have a field day picking that apart. And mm-hmm. they've been very good against the Jazz as well. So I kind of hope the Jazz will pull it out. I don't think they will, but I also like that matchup with the Mavs. They've been playing a lot better with Luka out for that couple of game stretch where he missed. Uh, Jalen Brunson really stepped up, and the Suns have had problems with with quicker guards like that. Um, so they will have their hands full more than I think people realize in this type of series. Um, but I do think that between Mikhail Bridges and, and DeAndre Ayton, the way that they are able to defend pick and rolls, that's a, that's a pretty favorable matchup for the Suns. Um, You just got to hope that Booker gets into his groove and shakes off that rust for missing, you know, a little over a week.
0: Do we know what the schedule looks like yet? Either way, Uh, I know if Jazz went tonight, we would play.
2: All we know is Monday is is the opening game.
0: Okay, so it's Monday. Monday is the
2: opening game of round two for us.
0: Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, Gerald, did you talk to Chris Paul about his perfect game? (laughs)
1: Yeah, he he always kind of shifts the blame. And and there was a funny back and forth between him and Booker because uh, the subject always comes up about heat checks. And Chris Paul says, I never take heat checks. I just be aggressive and and look for good shots. And he always makes fun of Book for taking those heat checks. And He was like, if he had been 10 for 10, he would have pulled up from the opposite free throw line and just launched (laughs) it from there. Um, But yeah, Book was saying, yeah, I'm never going to have a perfect game that type of perfect game like chris just had because i'm i'm launching i'm pulling up from wherever if i'm if i start 10 for 10. um but no chris was chris is always he always kind of downplays that type of thing but he did admit that this having this type of game in this city is special um just because the city of new orleans means a lot to him he's always been highly complimentary of the city even when there were those um chris paul chants that broke out here the other night uh i think it was in game one or game or no game three um, you know, he's, he's always just spoken about how much this city means to him. He showed up wearing, um, a chain that Lil Wayne had given him. Lil Wayne, obviously very prominent in this city and used to come to games and watch Chris Paul play all the time. So you can tell it means a lot to him and to have this type of performance to close it out on the road in new Orleans against Willie green against this gritty Pelicans team. Um, it means a lot to him because I, I will say this, you know, you don't typically think of new Orleans as a place in the NBA, at least that has a a home court home crowd advantage but these fans really showed up they were loud um and they kind of matched the energy of their team honestly so props all around to them and their fans cuz they made this series a lot more entertaining than i think a lot of us were expecting heading in
2: did chris paul thank deandre ayton for turning what looked like a missed shot into an alley-oop there (laughs) towards the end of the game
1: that's a good question we did not get on that but from my vantage point it did look like he was scoping da out so i think he's i think he was good on that
2: one on tnt it it looked like it looked like a shot that da (laughs) may have helped him out with so
0: (laughs) all right gerald i gotta know so you spent a few days in new orleans your first time out there what was the best thing you ate
1: the best thing i ate that's a tricky one um Willie Mae's chicken sandwich was really bomb. Uh, so was the, it was an oyster and shrimp po'boy oh sandwich from Mothers. That was fantastic. Um, I had the biggest oysters I've ever had at a place called Pesce. Um, that's tough. The beignets were bomb too, but that's Dang. a whole separate I category. Was, oh, I was so
0: close. I was like, <laughs> you didn't have beignets on the list. I was so close.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think I'm going to go with the chicken sandwich just because I'm a big chicken sandwich guy. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't hot, but it was just so flavorful and sweet. It was one of the best chicken sandwiches I think I've ever had.
0: Did you eat any alligator while you were out there?
1: I didn't get a chance to hop on the alligator train. But rest assured, if I'm back next season, I will definitely check that off the list. Oh, well,
2: So was it Willie Mays like secret recipe. Like, why was it named after him?
1: I don't, well, I think it's Willie Mays with M-A-E. Oh, okay. Yeah, so different Willie Mays, but yeah.
2: All right. Well, fine. Famous for his chicken. Uh, Good on Willie there, too. All right. Uh, Thank you for saying the beignets were good because Lindsay would (laughs) have taken a victory lap if you hadn't
1: included them, so. No, they were very good. I can promise they were good.
0: (laughs) Gerald, thank you so much. We appreciate all the uh, hard work that you've put in throughout this series, and safe travels tomorrow. We'll see you soon. Get
2: your stomach ready for Utah or Dallas food. Oh, I don't know what either of those are, but
1: good luck. Please, please God, be Dallas, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Gerald. Bye, Gerald.
1: Bye, guys.
0: (laughs) All right, Espo, you ready for some screenshots?
2: No, I want to say one other thing. Okay, go ahead. I think we should not eat avocados for at least the full playoffs because they sound like Alvarado. Anyways, let's go to screenshots.
0: I don't know if I can commit to do. I'm committed that. to that. I don't That's know if I how much I dislike this band. All right, let's go to screenshots. It's time for some screenshots presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Here are some of our favorite moments from tonight's game. Let's do you want to go first? At,
2: sure. I'll go first. This is Chris Paul's sh- shot chart. It's beautiful. It is greener than the river in Chicago <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day, all right? It is it is greener than beer on St. Patrick's Day. I don't know anything else green other than St. Patrick's Day things, but Chris Paul had a shot chart that was freaking unbelievable tonight.
0: Yes, absolutely. It was so much fun to watch this game and have this moment for Chris Paul. I really hope that uh, things play out really well and that we can look back on this game and uh, celebrate it. In different ways. That's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, after you know, 12 that, more wins, that, this is will Is that look gentle great. enough it's not a, to not
0: piss off the basketball gods? We love you, God. basketball That I, I was trying to be gentle enough. My screenshot for the night was uh, the Chris Paul quote-unquote <laughs> foul on so Alvarado good. when Chris Paul decided to just stop and uh, let Alvarado run into him. Which, honestly, I think I call BS on this. It's not a foul. It wasn't a foul. And Alvarado sold it, but I was also really glad that Chris Paul decided to pull this on, even if he had to sacrifice for a foul. I'm glad that he did it still.
2: Even with the flop, I'm not I still am not sure how this is a foul. Chris Paul completely is stopped and Alvarado just runs into him. That's not a foul, that's stupidity. All right. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean like that's on you for not being able to have good vision. Or any peripheral vision. Like, I understand you're chasing a guy, but it wasn't like, like, that one didn't come out of nowhere. It's I don't think. It's called a screen.
2: Yeah. That's a screen. That's not a foul.
0: I don't know. That was a bad call, but I'm glad that it happened. That's for sure. And uh, that's our screenshots for tonight. One more time, just a reminder that COVID-19 vaccines are available and free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. So visit azhealth.gov to find a location near you. I also want to tell you guys about one of our favorite partners, uh, OG's Brands. You can stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's. They have really amazing flavors like orange creamsicle, tropical, and watermelon. And, uh, you know, their approach on edibles is that, you know, it's for those moments where you're trying to Explore new things and have fun adventures, whether that's being in nature or with friends that you really care about and are comfortable with. So if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OGs has has to offer, go to OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com to find OGs near you.
2: I recommend it for friends you're not comfortable around, too, because it just eases you and you don't have to worry about them anymore. So, I
0: mean – Potentially. I mean, look. I feel uh, like you would make me feel I worse. I just want to calm down and ignore <laughs> them,
2: and so I'll take
0: some. I feel like you would be, make me feel even more uncomfortable if I had to be around people <laughs> I didn't like. You just but don't that's like just being mean. around
2: people in general, so.
0: Um.
2: Facts. That,
0: I know. like you guys.
2: There's only one of me right
0: here. Like... <laughs> oh, you're, you're including <laughs> Sean. Sean. All
2: right. All right. The three of <laughs> I us. I meant you guys, of guys of like everyone cool. here gotcha. at PHMS. Uh-huh. That's what okay, I meant by sure. you guys. That's what you meant.
0: But I am a homebody. I know you so. are. It's, it, but it, it has nothing to do with you guys. It's just, I like being at home.
2: So I, Sean's had a really difficult day, right? This is true. So I didn't ask him to do a producer surprise, but I, I cooked one up myself.
0: Oh, might. so we got an Espo I, I'm surprise. Not, I'm not a
2: producer, but okay. I got a surprise nonetheless. I want to know, and Sean, you can hop in on yeah, this Sean. if you'd like as well. Would you rather be extremely successful at your job but a super annoying human being to everybody you work with, or mediocre at your job, but well-liked by the people around you.
0: Would you... One more time.
2: Super super great at your job, but super annoying to everybody you work with, mm-hmm. or mediocre, good enough, at your job, but well-liked by the people you
3: work with. Well, the first one is already Lindsay, so... um really annoying but good at her job, so. Wow! <laughs> Just kidding, me. that one's Apparently he wants to die tonight. <laughs> that one's actually- Sean chose violence. Oh, I'm
0: gonna meet him in the parking it's garage. Fu- it, well, I it, know where you park.
3: Yeah, because we park in the same spot. Um, but yeah. I, like, <laughs> three seconds before I said that, I was gonna say that about me. I'm really annoying, but I think I'm pretty good at my job. You and
0: so. I are literally the same person. You realize that, right?
3: I feel like that's an insult.
0: Well, well, I think you...
3: she
2: likes
0: herself quite a lot,
3: Fair enough. so I don't
2: know that that's Nothing. an insult.
0: I'm not mad at who I am.
3: I'm, I'm okay with that, who I am. As but mom. I feel like
0: we're the same person. Fair, yeah. Um, does being really good at your job also mean it comes with a lot of money, or is it just like a normal amount of you, money?
2: You work in, in this industry. It's a normal so it's amount It's a of normal money. amount of money. Okay, okay. <laughs> normal for this industry, even, so...
0: I think at this point in time in my life, if you had asked me five years ago, I would have said really good at my job and not really care about what other people thought about me. At this point, I would say mediocre at my job and have people at least tolerate me. It
3: depends on it depends on how much they like me, and if that would be enough for me to get good jobs without me being really good at my job.
0: Well, because if you really look at this from a real world application type of level, it's the people you know, not necessarily exactly. how well you are.
3: But if you're that that
0: you get jobs anymore.
3: But if you're super bad at your job, then it can only get you so far.
0: You'd be surprised. Uh, that's not
3: necessarily. Uh, you'd yeah. be
0: surprised. <laughs> look, I'm I'm used not to not me throwing shade and uh, subtweeting people uh, here. You are. too, but... <laughs> I didn't
2: say anybody's uh, name. So. Look, I, uh, I'm i used to being mediocre at my job, uh, but I've never known what it is to have people like me. So I think I'd go mediocre at my job with yeah. people liking me. So
0: I think so, too. I hope that
2: Lindsay didn't dispute that. She's like... Yeah, you no. are disliked. I was going to say I think No, I good was at your I was agreeing I with like uh,
0: you'd you rather be mediocre and liked. I was agreeing with <laughs> oh, okay. that part. Cuz oh, okay. we're on the same page. I, I thought you were
3: good. Yeah, you're
1: not liked.
0: No, it's no, no. Okay. I was agreeing with no, your decision in no. this one cuz I, I feel like we're wow. on the same page.
3: I think I think I would rather be good at my job and not liked cuz at this point I, I don't
0: you're young too. I'm
3: young. I, I kind of have a fuck your opinion about me kind of attitude.
0: That's how your opinion. That's how your attitude should be about people who are not genuinely in your life or have zero influence on things you do in life. If some troll on Twitter is coming at you guys for whatever reason or is mad at your takes and they're just trying to like hurt your feelings or attack you, like f them. Oh, yeah. you should care you should give zero Fs about what they have to say or their opinion on who you are, because those people aren't, aren't doing anything positive for your life. So that should be the attitude you take there.
2: I agree wholeheartedly on that. Yeah. Like, uh, look, one last question, not really a surprise, but we're sitting here. Jazz are up 10 as we record this in the third quarter. Just make your call. Who do you want? As of, as of this moment, who do you want?
0: For the second round, Sean,
2: you can throw your your hat in the ring here too.
3: Uh, I kind of want the Jazz only because I feel like Jazz fans would do something to piss the Suns off, and the Suns would use that as bulletin board material, and they would win. But I think matchup wise, I'd rather have I'd rather have Dallas.
0: I think I want the Mavs because similar reasons but different. I would love for the Suns to just like wreck the Mavs in the second round, yeah. like. I mean, I'm not even going to say that this is this is not a prediction, but could you imagine how much joy you would get out of a Suns sweep over the Mavs? Well, how but,
3: cathartic
2: would that?
0: Like, be? could you
2: imagine?
3: On the, on the other hand, it's watching Devin Booker embarrass um, Donovan Mitchell. Could Ooh, be really that, fun. That's true that too. Would be,
2: and and if Aiton dominated Gobert, I mean that. But man, that that Luca. That I Luca think it's the Luca matchup. Da
0: thing because oh, just because a... yes, the Donovan and and Devin stuff is still in existence. But to me, that's like if you're still holding on to that, I can't I can't well, help you. But but anymore. That's, but
3: that's what jazz fans are doing; they're holding that's on to true. that. Yeah, but did, it's
0: it's there's also a a subsection of people in the valley who are holding on to the Da two. Luca thing, and I would like that to end. So yeah, that's what I would be hopeful for, you know, even though I don't know that it would actually squash it
2: but you could get the best of both worlds if the mavs lose they still can't get out of the first round with luca and then you take it to the jazz that's true you win across the board there that's true
3: jazz fans with the exception like ignoring the lakers might be my least favorite fans in basketball so i would just like i would like to ruin their lives kind of (laughs) what else do they have to do in salt lake other than jazz
2: I don't know. Um, well, it's Gerald might
0: find out for It's us. definitely
2: not going to listen to jazz, because I'm pretty sure there is no jazz <laughs> in Utah. I guess skiing, maybe?
0: Poor Gerald. Skiing? He has to spend... <laughs> what? It, where, it, I'm not being... I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I'm genuinely asking. Every, everybody always jokes that everything closes at 8 p.m. What if Gerald is hungry after a game? Are there places open... Yeah, that you could at least get food but, for, listen, yeah, so, in another
2: uh, state.
3: Yeah, or I'm pretty sure they have, they're like really known for their, like, I think you could probably get some good pizza there. And by good pizza, I mean like a Domino's. They probably, I think that's probably like the peak of cuisine. Yeah, but
2: talking. they close at 8 p.m. and they' likes to eat at 2 a.m.
0: That's what I'm asking. Does everything close early or know. is it
2: just like bars you and know, things we'll of that You know, we'll research story. this if it's jazz. Uh, you know, actually, I now kind of want Gerald to have to go there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like that.
3: Poor Ger- Gerald. Gerald deserves some uh, Utah cuisine. As long as he has a microwave, I'm pretty sure Utah cuisine is like just the frozen aisle of a grocery store. So, uh, somebody said somebody.
0: they have like a. Oh, Josh said there's some lovely soda shops downtown. <laughs> which I actually saw this on Twitter. They take soda. No, I'm dead serious. I'm pretty pretty
3: sure I saw this.
0: (laughs) They literally take this soda shop thing like really, really seriously. And it's like super crazy, fancy sodas or something like that. That
3: sounds like such a Utah thing to do. But
0: I I bet you Gerald would have a great time figuring out what his favorite soda is of that. Probably. He would probably really enjoy that. I wasn't being facetious with that. He probably would really enjoy that.
2: we get a, a breakdown of the top 10 Utah soda shops from one Gerald Bourquet. It'll be a G-rated, emphasis on the G-rated uh, <laughs> there, out there in Utah. Sean, I sent you another uh, <laughs> another image if we could get it up there to close this thing out. I think, it's, I think it's required. So, Sean, thanks for participating. All right, I'm putting Sean back to work. Okay. Let's basically get off the screen and go do some work, <laughs> Sean. As if he hasn't. Her go do some work today I know, right? too many times already
0: oh but you know what's really cool
2: i don't what's really sean cool? won a
0: bunch of money tonight he did he bet for what did he jay crowder jay over eight and a half and first bucket jay crowder first bucket and, and suns i had
3: a suns parlay of the suns spread and um devin booker under on points because i had a feeling they he wouldn't play that much mm-hmm. and all of that hit um, Espo had a different experience with the, yeah. with the first bucket.
2: I had Jay Crowder first bucket plus 600 hitting to to submit it. And it, as I went to hit the button, it said, game has started. You can't make your bet. And that so, sucks. And then, then we found out immediately Jay hit the first three. So That's Crowder's Cash Club I missed out on.
0: So well, By the way, way if anybody's
2: trying to day. reach out to me, my phone's dead. So I can't. <laughs> I, I can't hear you. Wonderful. I try to reach
0: out. uh Just a reminder, as we wait for Sean to get this last thing for us, we're going to be live tomorrow on Friday at two p.m. right here on our YouTube channel. So come hang out with us. Plan to uh, schedule that into your Friday afternoon. We'll Look. have some good time. Have a good time. Have a little bit of fun.
2: We'll figure out how to have some fun. Yeah, sure.
0: we'll figure that out. Um, and also, don't forget that Gerald has been writing and will continue to write some really amazing content throughout the playoffs over at gophnx.com. So if you are not a member, please consider becoming a member. There are articles that Gerald has written recently that are available for everyone to yep. read. So, um, check out, gophnx. Gophnx.com member or not, you're going to get some really cool things over there. And then it's also, if you're not a member yet, you kind of get your toes wet to see what type of content you will be getting if you become a member.
2: Yeah, you can also pick up the Great Point God shirt. Those are back in stock at the PHNX Locker. And if you're a hockey fan, I highly recommend, or if you're just an Arizona sports fan that loves the history of stuff around here, Craig Morgan, our Coyotes beat writer, just did a fantastic Mm -hmm. piece on the era of the Coyotes in Glendale, Uh, You won't want to miss it, and it's free. It's not behind the paywall, so you can read that even if you're not a member. Get a taste for what we do here.
0: Yeah. All right. Are you ready, Sean?
2: Okay. So Devin Booker tweeted out the photo of him holding his jacket open, showing the fj crowder shirt uh-huh. but the caption was foul jay crowder <laughs> i loved that and he was like i'm not i'm not embracing what it actually said
3: please follow well, jay crowder because that's how i hit my bet <laughs>
2: that there is you go. that was the very and he missed the first free throw you were panicking amazing so, so even devin booker having fun on twitter with that tonight i think that's a great way to end this is yeah uh, these guys are feeling good they're coming back to Phoenix, they're going to get some practice in. We'll find out who they're playing, uh, maybe tonight, maybe this weekend. And then we get game one on Monday. So no rest for the weary. we got plenty going on coming up. Take the weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Get back here. Well, tomorrow at 2 p.m., but get back here Monday night for game one of round two.
0: And, of course, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Az. You can follow Gerald at Gerald GeraldBorge. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
2: Suck it, pelicans! (laughs) Ahoy, hoy!